Welcome to The French Fears, a podcast on immigration and national identity, hosted by me, Maya Fernandez-Powell. In this episode, we will be digging deeper into the history and issues of race in France in order to get closer to understanding how race influences discussions around immigration and why ultimately immigration is seen as a threat to national identity. We will be getting several different perspectives on race in France, with people representing polar opposite ends of the discussion. But first, let's go back to Dr. Dominic Thomas, chair of the Department of French and Francophone Studies at UCLA, who told me something I never knew about the French Constitution. The first thing in France is that under the uh, Constitution, there is basically no such thing as a non-white person, okay? Uh, because it doesn't distinguish people based on race uh, or other identities. But the basic fundamental principle is that you're either French or you're not, right? So they apply what is called a kind of colorblind model, right? As opposed to England, where there's always been this idea that you could be English, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, but you could still be British, even if you were also black, or of Asian descent, right, or Muslim even, and so on. So the French system has a kind of structural problem when it comes to, like, deciding and talking about race because it doesn't essentially exist under um, the Constitution. So under the French Constitution, there's no such thing as race. There is only the French person. But does France really apply a colorblind model when it comes to everyday life? Some might think that a society without race, where race does not influence how a person is treated, might sound like a great situation. But does France really treat people as if race doesn't exist? But what happens in France is that even though they say that persons of color don't exist, people will say, and they know full well, that they are discriminated against because of their ethnic origin, right? Primarily if they're from North Africa, or if they're from sub-Saharan Africa and, and happen to be black. Beyond the fact that France excluded race from the Constitution, because odds are the white people creating the Constitution did not want to talk about race, let alone acknowledge in writing that it made one French person have a very different experience than another French person, I asked Dr. Dominic Thomas, why else was the Constitution written as it is? And you think about it, when it was created in you know, the 18th century, it was essentially designed to stop religious conflict, right? So, and at the time, it was between um, Catholics and Protestants who were killing each other off. So the idea of trying to not have competition between people and between religious groups and to kind of create a kind of level landscape in the country was probably a very good idea. The problem is, what people will argue today, is that this colorblind law does not take into account the realities of 20th, 21st century demographics in France today, right? And so therefore, it's not good enough to just say to people, you need to just be French and get on with it. They'll say to you, well, I try to get on with being French, but unfortunately, you know, my skin color is making it very difficult for me to get jobs, to get housing, and so on, right? And you can see that there's massive underrepresentation of ethnic minorities in France in, the, in Parliament, uh, in government and, and in all those sorts of places. From what I was hearing, it sounded like the French society is not in line with the Constitution. In fact, it seems like the idea of having a colorblind model might actually allow people to think that everyone is being treated fairly, 
and argue that they're not racist, when in fact it really just prevents people of color from arguing that they are being discriminated against and starting conversations to address that discrimination. This is why race is such an important part of understanding what it means to be French. It's easy enough for someone to point a finger at a non-white French person and tell them they need to get on with it and be French. But when that French person is living a completely different life because of the discrimination they face, it is hard both for them to feel like they are being valued just as much as any other French person. Dr. Thomas, when he spoke about racism, drew specific attention to French people coming from North and Sub-Saharan Africa. Obviously though, not all of France's immigrants come from African countries. I was wondering if France has a history of discrimination against immigrants in general. Dr. Thomas made an important clarification between European immigrants and immigrants who are people of color. 1920s or 30s, people that were coming into France and the most significant numbers of people coming into France came from other European countries. So even though the European Union hadn't been created, obviously Europe as a space was there. And you had people coming in from Poland and Italy and Spain and so on who were predominantly Catholic or Protestant or Jewish. But they were white people. And you could argue that what they were experiencing wasn't so much racism, in other words, stigmatizing people because of their racial or ethnic identity, but what they experienced was more xenophobia, right? So um, discrimination based on lifestyles and customs and so on. So, uh, And they were persecuted and, and, and they very much struggled. But what's interesting is that they ultimately were able to kind of become invisible in French society because of their whiteness and to partially overcome um, some of those... Um, you know, experiences that they had. In order to understand race, I really had to understand where it was coming from. While nearly every Western civilization has some history of racism or discrimination against a minority group or people of color in general, I wanted to know what exactly was specific to France and the immigrants of color who are entering France. Like many other countries in Europe, much of France's interaction and relationship with race stems from its colonial history. But Dr. Thomas explained that there are certain aspects of French colonial history that are very different to other European colonial histories, and those specifically influence how France's relationship with race and treating immigrants from colonies is very different to other countries. French colonial history was very different to British colonial history, and these were the two major players at the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, is that the British went abroad and engaged in imperialism, but there was never an opportunity for those subjects to become, say, English or, um, you know, Welsh or Scottish or Irish. It was about economic exploitation and power. But the French put in a policy of direct rule. So they went abroad and tried to build kind of mini French societies so they set up churches, they sent missionaries, they sent school teachers, and you would have probably heard of the, the saying, you know, nos ancêtres les Gaulois, grands et blonds, that they tried to create like many African French people, you know, that would look like the French and believe in their gods and, and follow their school lessons and so on. But it was always a difficult assimilation to the extent that those people could become closer to being French 
but they would never become white French people. So there was always this kind of décalage, this difference between a real person and a second-class citizen, which I think you find in French society. But it's important to remember that colonialism was built on a very long history of France arguing that it was essentially superior to these areas of the world, that it was the white man's burden to go to these countries, and they use language like savage and barbaric and so on, and that the French system was there to convert these people to sort of higher-up civilization that would one day equate them being French. And when you consider that French colonialism pretty much came to an end only around the 1960s, it's not that long ago um, historically. And a lot of those constructs and perceptions about what Africans are like and, um, and how they really fit in um, to Europe and to France, I think, persist. And it's been very difficult for people to... Um, to erase those kinds of mindsets, you know, uh, and, and unfortunately we see those not just in France, but in other parts uh, of Europe and the world where populations from the African continent um, are often seen in a very negative light. And I think that that also shapes um, the idea as to what it means to be French today and the National Front in their kind of nationalistic, protectionist rhetoric um, have really been very clever at kind of tapping into that and combining it with fears about Islam and, uh, and so on. France's colonial history can be characterized by French white people differentiating themselves from what they considered to be the lower, inferior people of color living under their control. This still influences how France thinks about what it means to be French. Le Pen represents an exclusive idea of what it means to be French, which Dr. Thomas relates to these French colonial ideas, and that those in the colonies can be as close to French as possible, but they will never be seen as true French people. So between the time of France's colonial history and Marine Le Pen now leading the National Front since 2011, I asked Dr. Thomas if the anti-immigrant sentiment we are seeing in France, which in many ways has ties to race, is simply a product of the nationalist, populist rhetoric triumphed by a group like the National Front? Or does it have deeper roots in the French public? When we come back, we'll hear what Dr. Thomas has to say about the history of racism and discrimination in France. So France's colonial history can really be seen as a sort of foundational part of the racism towards people of color in France. But from when France was a colonial power to present-day France with parties like the National Front and Marine Le Pen, what has the history of discrimination and anti-immigrant sentiment looked like in France? First of all, there's a very long history of the national of the sorry of the far right in France being deeply anti-Semitic, right? So their role and collaboration and participation in, say, Second World War, um, you know, anti-Jewish rhetoric was very high. And the party that then became um, Jean-Marie Le Pen's and then her daughters has deep roots in anti-Semitism um, in France. So that's one thing that will, say, distinguish it from, from, from new political groups that have emerged in, in, in say, the UK, like 
the United Kingdom Independence Party that's very much concerned with um, Britain leaving the EU or the alternative for Germany. At this point, I was hearing a narrative that France pretends to be a colorblind society that solely cares about whether someone is committed to being French, when in reality, French people of color and immigrants' experiences are far from that idea. I found that this topic of race in the discussion of immigration and national identity was something that came up in nearly all of my interviews. Of course, much of what I was hearing up to this point is that the National Front represents an exclusive idea of what it means to be French, inferring that people of color from different cultural backgrounds were not welcomed in their organization. But I felt that it would be unfair to solely draw conclusions on how the National Front feels about these issues without actually speaking to someone who represents them. I therefore asked the representative from the National Front for North America about his opinion on racism in France. People are not uh, obsessed with, you know, like you have to be like uh, blue eyes and white hair and speak French. And, you know, like it, it, France has never been a racialist country ever. Uh, Germany was, but France was never been like that because of, you know, as I said, because of all those waves of immigration uh, <clears throat> uh, for the past, you know, like uh, centuries. To the National Front representative, France has never been and is not a racist country. I thought it was interesting coming from someone who represented a predominantly white party who has a reputation for being historically anti-Semitic and racist. I pushed him a little bit on this and asked him how he would refute this reputation of his party. I specifically asked him about Jean-Marie Le Pen, the initial leader of the National Front, who is known for being incredibly anti-Semitic. And in many ways, he gave the National Front the reputation for being a neo-Nazi group. Are you talking about uh, Jean-Marie Le Pen right now? I mean, it's someone who was born, you know, uh, before the war. Uh, he, he had a different, you know, uh, background. Uh, he, he experienced stuff that none of us have experienced, uh, thank God. Uh, I mean, he's... He, he grew up where, you know, like when France was occupied by the Nazi. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> his, his interpretation of France and, and, and politics is obviously very different from, you know, like like you, you and me, for instance. Uh, now, in terms of uh, if he was racist or anti-Senate, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I for the people I talk to who know, who know him uh, – <clears throat> I mean, I would say he's just like a, he's just a big mouth, uh, but he, there's so many people in his group um, when he was running who were Jewish and Muslim. So, I mean, if I were Jewish, I will not be with someone who's anti-Semitic, you know, like although, or, or, or I'm just insane. I struggled to follow the representative's argument. First of all, his explanation that Jean-Marie grew up in a Nazi-occupied France seemed like it would have the opposite effect on Jean-Marie and would deter him from wanting to support the Nazi-type rhetoric. And second of all, the fact that he dismissed the anti-Semitic reputation and remarks due to Jean-Marie's, quote, big mouth, seemed like the representative really felt like the Front's reputation and history as being anti-Semitic really didn't seem to concern him. I spoke with another representative from the National Front from a region in France called Charente-Maritime, 
which is located in the west of France. I soon learned that for him, France's colonial history plays a big role in how he feels about immigrants. He spoke directly on the issue of how he felt about immigrants coming from previous French colonies. They assume they have the right to come to France and benefit from our advantageous social services. The problem is that today, there's an overwhelming amount of immigrants, of people who bring nothing to France and take everything they can. And so this creates a lot of problems and tension. And that's why at the National Front, we are trying to solve these problems. The National Front representative from Charente-Maritime felt so strongly that immigrants from previous colonies were simply entering France and contributing nothing to the country that he said it was one of the main reasons he joined the National Front. I thought about this a little bit more and reflected on what I knew about Western countries colonizing other countries. If we were to make a general claim about colonization and imperialism, it's that the colonizers tend to screw up the country in some way whether that's from decades of oppression, slavery, creating divisions amongst the people, or being the reason for a war, as France did with Algeria when Algeria wanted independence. It's safe to say that colonization rarely ever favors the colonized country. With this as my context, I thought about how maybe France owed some of the people from these colonies the right to enter France, particularly after destabling, creating chaos, and preventing the colonies from developing. It's safe to say that the representative from Charente Maritime did not feel the same way. Alors, en France, effectivement, il y a eu la colonisation, mais il faut savoir que nous n'en avons tiré quasiment aucune richesse, car c'était très coûteux, c'était très coûteux de, de maintenir l'ordre et de, de construire So in France, we had colonization. But it's very important to know that we did not receive any profit because it was very expensive, very expensive to keep order, to construct infrastructures in the colonies. Historians agree on this. It did not, contrary to what we believed, it did not benefit France financially to have colonies. And today, what is also contradictory is that Algeria, for example, wanted its independence. There was even a war where there were terrible terrorist attacks in France, and now that they have their independence, well, instead of building their country like they want, because if they wanted independence, it's because they were not satisfied with the French presence. So now that France is no longer there, they should be building their country. But instead of doing this, they come to France to benefit from the French system. So we do not believe that we should help them to infinity, the people who were colonized by France. Because now that they have their independence, they must figure out how to have a prosperous and nice country. It's too easy to come to France and to come search for ease. C'est trop facile de venir en France et de, et de venir euh, chercher des, des facilités. So those I spoke to in the National Front clearly had a slightly different take on France's colonial history and felt strongly that France and their party were not racist and did not owe those from colonies anything. From my perspective, it seems easy enough to convince yourself that your country is not racist when you are not the one experiencing that racism. In a few moments, 
we will get to hear a new perspective. The perspective of someone who has actually experienced what it's like coming from an immigrant family and being a person of color in France. lucky enough to speak to the son of Algerian immigrants who grew up in France and whose name shall remain anonymous to protect his privacy. He explained that he experienced racism from a very young age in France and was made to feel excluded because of where his parents were from. C'était très dur parce qu'il y avait beaucoup de racisme. It was very difficult because there was a lot of racism. It was not easy because the kids at school saw us as foreigners, my brothers, sisters, and me. And it was very difficult, and it was not easy. There were even times when teachers would give you a smack if you didn't know something. They would give us a smack because we were foreign. I spoke with another French citizen who immigrated from Algeria, who emphasized how he faced racism when trying to find somewhere to live because of his name. Uh, we, we, we all know that there is a difference. If uh, you are named Ahmed or Omar or Latifa, or, then you have a lot of difficulties to get an apartment. Uh, it's not like Jean-Michel or, or uh, Leticia or whatever. It's very difficult. I know it uh, because I've, I've lived it. I lived the experience. The first French citizen I interviewed with parents from Algeria reiterated this sentiment saying that it's far more difficult to find an apartment if you are a person of color. If you are black and you want to find an apartment, it is not easy. It's not easy at all. You can't find an apartment if you are black. It's not possible. No one will want to take you in. If you are an Arab, it's the same thing. Or have the coloring of someone from the Maghreb. Essentially, if you come from Africa and you want to find an apartment, it's practically impossible. He went on to explain how he feels truly traumatized by his experiences from a young age with racism. He did note that he thought it would be easier for someone like him, who he identified as very pale, to find somewhere to live compared to some of his black friends, who he says have experienced even greater difficulty finding an apartment. This type of racism that these people are experiencing in France certainly goes beyond housing. And like in many countries, Policing is a big issue in France when it comes to racial profiling. For example, if you are an Arab or you're someone who has a beard, the police will stop you. I wanted to ask him, as someone who had many personal stories of experiencing racism in France, whether he felt that groups like the National Front and their rhetoric affected someone like him, a French person with Algerian heritage. He felt that their rhetoric has absolutely affected him, and in fact, has made racism worse in France. People are racist. Well, before there was a racism, but it was not tolerated. But now, racism is basically tolerated, accepted by people. You can see it in French politics, certain ideas of the National Front. They've become acceptable. 
France, certaines idées du Front National euh, sont, devenues, euh, sont, sont devenues légales. Quoi. There are two stories being told. On one side, the French Constitution and the National Front say that France does not have racism. France accepts everyone and only cares if you are French. On the other side, the French citizens I spoke to with Algerian parents or who immigrated themselves from Algeria say that they experience discrimination on a regular basis because they are not white French people. In fact, the rhetoric of groups like the National Front is only making the racism more acceptable and tolerated because more political leaders are making it okay to generalize entire groups of non-white French people. Race plays a central role in the far right's fear that France is losing its national identity and that immigration, the source of people entering France with different ethnicities and backgrounds, must be heavily regulated in order to protect that French identity. Closely tied with race and discrimination against immigrants or descendants of immigrants is the topic of Islam. Islam is a much newer issue that has shifted the debate on immigration in France to a fear of an entire religious group. On our next episode, we will be going deeper into the controversy over Islam in French society, particularly why the National Front feels so strongly that Islam is a threat to society and preserving true French identity. Thank you for listening to French Fears. Thank <laughs> you.